Hello and welcome to episode 212 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. I was going to say something. I thought I had something all ready to say. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you, Henny? What's that? Oh my goodness. Okay. So you know that I've been sending you 150 million reels because I get down a rabbit hole of reels and so some of them have been the wedding stuff, but then I have all of these like hacks and yes. like, did you know? And like, you know, I was this many, I was today days old when I realized this. So a couple of things that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of them was like, if you have your earbuds on, like your, cause you don't have them, you don't have Apple buds, right? I do now. <gasps> what? When did you get Apple buds? Did you get for your birthday? <laughs> maybe I got them around my birthday, but I didn't get them for my birthday. Oh, so okay. Mark got like upgraded. And so then okay. I, so then I got his hand-me-downs. <laughs> of course Mark got upgraded because he's like Phil because he has to have the newest toy. Correct. Correct. They but still I mean, work, but you know, the newer ones, because oh, it kind of annoys me, this little piece, like right. that didn't annoy you for the whole time. They were the only ones on the market. Right. Never but heard now that there's new it. ones. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it worked out really well for me because for I got sure. the downs and they're great. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Did you know that if you take them off and you put them up onto the rim around your your Mac, that they that they stay on there? They like clip like magnetized almost. Yes. No. I saw someone do that. Yes. I, mine aren't sitting here, so I can't check. I must oh wait, Phil's are here. Let's do this. Oh, Okay, so you take the AirPod out of the case. <gasps> we have to take a picture of it. Okay, this is a great photo. I have you laughing, me going, my, my dog and the thing. Okay, okay so perfect. Okay, perfect. so I'm going to send it to you right now because we're going to have to put it in when we post. Okay, okay is that great. not? Okay, so that was one thing. That okay. is. I've never heard of this before. Now, okay, so here's my question, though. Under what circumstance would you want to stick your AirPod to your computer? I don't know. I think if maybe if you were leaving the room or something or you didn't want them, like, I could see myself actually doing that. I I just feel like I would have the case. Yeah, sometimes. I would stick it in the case. Yeah. Yeah. Although it is true, like, sometimes maybe I'm, like, the case is in another room. Yeah. So so now the AirPod is like magnetized, yeah. sticking. But it's not charging. I don't it's think not it's not charging. Okay, that well, was the I, next question. Yeah, that I mean, I, probably that, not. I mean, how yeah. would it? It's not going to take charge just from the mod, from the screen of your computer. Yeah. But wow, that is really really cool. Yeah, super cool, super cool. So the second thing was, like. How, I'm sure you've had this situation and people who are listening probably do too. And maybe you, maybe, you know, the listeners, cause they're a lot smarter than, than I am that they already know this. However, so, you know, like sometimes I've got like a piece of cake left or cupcakes or anything that yet that you're trying to like, uh, they're individual and you're putting them into a container and then you're trying, you know, and then you're putting them in, like if say you had two cupcakes, Mm -hmm. they have the icing and everything, but you don't want them to be touching each other and you're trying to put them in and whatever. No, 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 no. You put the, you put them on the lid and then the bottom of the container on top and do it up. And as if it were like a cake tray. Correct. Henny, why don't I know that? Sandy, I feel like, like, if you had said to me, 
what should you do if you don't want to like stick the cupcake into the container? I would have been like, Sandy, I don't know. But like now that you're telling me this lid, like put it on the lid and then put the actual container part over as if that were the lid. Like I feel like I have seen or heard that once before because it doesn't feel completely brand new to me, but I never would have come up with that on my own. Okay. And so I saw that. That's great. saw that this week, and I've just sent you a photo because I had made some uh, cake and cupcakes, and I'm leaving them individually iced and everything for Phil when I'm gone. And so now they're in like that is really tremendous. And he just has to like take it and out of the freezer, thaw it, and then just take the lid off or the top off of it. Actually, you just got to pull the bottom so that the lid comes off, and then pull the top off. Yeah. That's it. I mean, seriously, I know, I know. Anyway, so there you go. That's, that's what I've got to share with you. A couple of little, a couple of little life hacks. You also sent me an Instagram reel of someone folding a fitted sheet. Yes. The queen sheet. And it it was really, (laughs) I, I watched it twice in a row because she's like doing all these like swoopy arm gestures and like moving the thing around and like, but then this fitted sheet is like perfectly folded into a little rectangle. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I think I would have to watch the video like 50 times to figure out how to do it myself, but it might be worth learning how to do because I, well, I released, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's be honest. I want you to be honest. How many sets of sheets do you own right now? I own three sets of sheets. Okay, so you do have an extra. Yes. Okay, I'm surprised. I didn't think you did. I thought, because you said you just take it off and then you wash it and you dry it and you put it back on the bed. And that's exactly what I do. So I have two sets of sheets that just sit folded neatly in my cupboard that never gets, that never get used. And I have one set of sheets that I wash, dry, and remake the bed. Wash, why? dry, remake why? the bed. Wash. You don't like dry. the you don't like the other two. If you don't, then why you have them? I mean, they're just they're just brand new sets of sheets. They're just well, waiting to be what, used. What is wrong with you? I don't. I get don't you. want to have to fold the fitted sheets. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, and you're moving into a bigger space. Yeah, because you do need to lay it on something. Like it is easier, even if it's on right. the bed, you can just leave it on the bed. Yep, that's what I would do. Yeah. But so this is the thing. When I was a kid, we were like, my mom was a real tyrant about making sure that things were folded a specific way and properly and put away right. neatly. And so for folding sheets, we weren't allowed as kids, we weren't allowed to fold the sheets by ourselves. You had okay. to fold a sheet with another person. And so you put one yes. on either end of the sheet and you fold them. And so when you have two people to fold a fitted sheet, you can do it very effectively and neatly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. without much of a problem but to do that by myself like I have not mastered the fold oh. the fitted sheet by myself yeah. so to avoid having to fold a fitted sheet I just wash dry and remake the bed okay so I saw a YouTube on this and it was when I was in Hong Kong so t- right. 210 to 214 and I think I watched it 
I mean, I told you like a thousand times or a hundred times, probably 30 times would be no lie. And I would get to a point and then I'd have to like stop it because I was trying to figure out what is she doing with the flinging? But once you get it, you literally just put your hand in and you're grabbing both of the things where the elastic is. That's the first thing to do. But then she did some other thing that is new to me. That is new. Okay. I think that will help. Okay. Yeah, we I'm all, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have Sorry. to watch it again. So yeah. we'll have to. I'll make sure that I put it. I share it on our Instagram stories okay. this uh, this week coming yeah. up because uh, then people can can weigh in on yeah on the, on the if, fitted sheet nightmare. I yeah, mean, because I can tell you many for many years, like uh, and my mom also, like the fitted sheet is just a, a write off in the cupboard. Yeah, and I just, I don't like a write-off in the cupboard. No, I don't either. I like it neatly folded. No, I know, I know. I like to, like, open in all my, I mean, honey, I do that fancy fold with my towels now. Yeah. They're like little pockets. (laughs) Yes, I know. I've seen it. (laughs) I don't do a fancy fold, but I just like a neat, a neat and tidy fold. Yeah, like if it's got, like, an embroidered or, an like, you know, piece on the towel like that has to be facing like that has to be out and up because sometimes it's only on one end right mm-hmm. yes and I like to, and I so I do like to have it you know so that I can see it I mean and and half the time this is stuff that you know only only the person that lives in the house sees mm-hmm. it's not right. out there, it's not out there but if it makes you like if you like it then it's worth it yeah same with you know I I get to a certain point in my closet, probably, I don't know, maybe once a month. And I'll be like, okay, somehow where my, cause I hang my shirts and then my pants. And then I've got some like jackets or like sweatery kind of things. And then they get all array because I'm lazy and I'm mm-hmm. pulling things out and whatever. And then I want all the empty hangers to be in the middle. Like I have to go through and pull all of the empty ones. Okay. I just don't like it. Like I like, and then my drawer is the same thing. And then I'll be like, okay, wait a minute. Something's getting a little, it's a little messy here. I don't really like it. I was thinking about my new house because my new house has a walk-in closet Uh, in the principal bedroom. Yes. Which I'm not used to. Uh, And, and so I was thinking about that and I was thinking like, cause I, cause I have like a dresser of drawers, mm -hmm. but I was thinking like, I wonder if I need the dresser of drawers because I have the walk-in closet or if I'm going to put the dresser of drawers in one of the other bedrooms. Like I was thinking about like where my current furniture, like where it's going to go in the new house. It was, it was all very exciting. Yeah. To think about. Yeah. I doubt you're going to need to put your dresser of drawers in your bedroom. Right? That's what I'm thinking. I think I might put it in. No, I remember seeing the photo, I think, of your walk-in. It's quite big. It's quite big. Yeah. yeah. Bigger so, than what you have now. Yes. Yeah. Because right now what I have, right now I have a huge closet. Like the closet yeah. has three panels. So it is, yeah. it's a big closet, but it's mm-hmm. not, a, it's just a closet in the wall, like it, with sliding yes. doors. So you slide right. the door open and the closet's right there. Correct. Right. And so there's a lot of room in the closet for hanging. Yeah. But there's not a lot of room really for anything else. Yeah. Like there's a lot of room in the closet for hanging, like, uh, 
dresses or sweaters or jackets. There's a lot of like little cubby holes for shoes and things, yeah. but that's sort of it, right? Like yeah. any t-shirts, pants, shorts, socks, underwear, yeah. like that sort of stuff. I mean, you need a dresser for that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think in my new house, that will not be the case. Yeah. Do you have shelves in your closet? Are there shelves built into it? In the walk-in? Yeah. 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 That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Plus you, I'm assuming, cause you don't have a front hall closet right now. Like what do you do with your winter coats and like that, your outdoor coats? Uh, there is a little front, like in my current home. There there's is? A, there, yeah. There's, so there's a closet when you first come in the door, there's like a little right? closet that ha- on the, yeah, on the right. And it has yeah. the washer dryer in it. Oh, and yes. And it also has the access to like a little yeah. storage like under the yeah. storage and so I don't really use that closet as a closet because it's more like a like a yes. working yeah. space right but right. I do hang just like a coat in there okay so like at winter like in the winter time yeah. my winter coat will hang there you know yeah. but but your new place has a full has a full double, closet full double closet when you walk in the front door correct correct beautiful I mean it's yeah it's, it's I gonna know I can't I'm, I, really, I'm literally I cannot wait I'll see I'm you really excited August. About it. yeah I'm yeah. really excited about it so it'll be uh it'll be great yeah yeah also Sandy you I don't even know who I am anymore listen oh, oh. to what listen to what happened oh my goodness please I'm so, so I'm in this year of change and all these different things going on. And so, you know, sold my house, bought a new house, and now I'm in the midst of interviewing to move schools to go to a different uh, school in September and, you know, change, like moving my job. And I had an interview on Wednesday, but it was a virtual interview. They're now doing... It's, it's interesting actually, cause I have, I applied to two different jobs. And so I, I, I did get interviews for both of them. And one of them, they sent me like an interview time and said like, it's a virtual interview. Here's the time, you know, here's the link, whatever. Mm-hmm. The other, the other person, like the other principal sent me, you know, uh, an email to say, uh, I'm in the midst of scheduling your interview. Would you like your interview to be in person or online? Mm. And I thought, oh, that was kind of like interesting that that I even had the option, you know? Yeah. Because it used to be that like all interviews were in person. Yeah. And and so it was kind of tricky because I remember the last time I interviewed. I had to like arrange someone to cover one of my classes because I had to like go out to the school to actually be interviewed. And then mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be back in time to like get the day started. And it was a little bit uh, tricky, but this is much simpler because it's a virtual interview. So it was at uh, like four fifteen or something like that. So I came home after school got my computer set up, got a chair set up so I could sit and have the interview. But the blinds in my living room were open because they've been open since the showings of my place in March. And so then I was like getting myself arranged, but because I had all this light streaming behind me, you like, I wasn't very clear in the camera right yeah so I thought I better close the blinds so I closed the blinds for the interview so that you could see my face better and then when the interview was done 
guess you what went I no, did. but I know I can tell because it's so bright in your place right now. Henny, do you not feel better with the lines open? Like mm, happier, like it's bright, it's natural light. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, clearly there is, there's, there's an upside to it because you made the effort that to is, go and open them. I did. I did. I don't know as I feel better or happier, but I do like the natural light. Yeah. So there you have it. <laughs> Turning over a new leaf. You are. You are. Well, I think that the virtual thing, that is one of the benefits of COVID is that there were, you know, so many things that people thought before weren't going, you couldn't do, weren't as effective if you did. And now learned that yes, and it saves time. It is more efficient. You can get the same quality or the same result from it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just said to you, like, you know, I've already signed all the documents, et cetera, for buying this condo, which I'd take over next week. And it was all done virtually. Mm -hmm. So I don't even have to go to the lawyer's office. Because, you know, they send you the separate link for the DocuSign and this, that, and the next thing. I mean, brilliant. I don't have to drive to some guy's office, try and figure this out and that. It also makes it much more efficient for them because they can see more people. That That is the thing. Though, I mean, there's still the debate about how much work from home people can do. He was in his office. He was actually in, in the office based on last week's tentative agreement, I think it was, right, um, that was signed with one of the unions in Canada, and because one of the things was about remote work, and and there was a lot of different articles that were written just about the dangers of that, because once it's in the agreement, you can, it's, you're never going to take it out. Right. And that the precedent it sets for other unions and other workplaces and, and stuff, so it was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, they are, they said they're revisiting it, but it was not part of the collective agreement. It's making me think of a couple of different things, a conversation that I had recently and a book that I just started last night. And, and they're all like a little bit different, but it's all sort of connected. So this idea that, yes, like for me to be able to do this interview virtually, it was so much simpler because it didn't take up as much time. I didn't have to rearrange my work schedule so that I could go there to do, to do the interview. Mm -hmm. I could, because I didn't have to drive there, I could drive home instead and do the interview mm -hmm. from home. And then as soon as the interview was over, I could, like, I, I could just go on with my day. So that was, and I still met these two people in a virtual sense. I yeah. still feel like I got a pretty good sense of, like, their, uh, their vibe, you know? And yeah. I feel like they got a good sense of me. I was able to express myself and, like, tell them information that they needed to hear, you know? And... So what's the difference if we'd done that in person or not, you know? And so same with you with these signing these documents, like you could do all of that virtually from afar. You didn't have to go down, like you didn't have to yep. make a trip to a, to an office to do that. And, and absolutely the, like the, the efficiency is so much better. It's just as effective, you know, but mm -hmm. then I'm thinking about, just recently, I was having a conversation with Tim because he had a, a, 
like a, a day where he was going to uh, do an extra little job. And so he had to go to a specific spot and he had to meet up with other people. And then they went together to wherever the location was to do this testing. And, yeah. you know, and so, you know, of course, like there's a part of you that's like, ugh, like I have to go, I'm going to meet these people that I don't even know. Then we have to like travel together to this other thing. And then how is that going to go? And now I'm going to have to talk to these people and like, you know, make this small talk. And then, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, like what happens if there's a lunch break or what happens if there's yeah. this, you know, and then, and then at the end of the day, like, do we go back together? Does everyone yeah. go a different way? You know, like there's yeah. all these different things. But then he was saying like when, the, when it was all said and done, he'd had such a pleasant day, you yeah. know? And, and he was like, like, I just, it's almost like we forget that we are actually social creatures and we yes. do like to talk to other people. Mm -hmm. And there is something a little bit, a little bit different about being in person with someone than mm -hmm. being electronically with someone like it it's 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 such an interesting thing that it's like yeah. okay but there are so many good things about being able to do things virtually but there yes. is something to be said for the in-person connection well a hundred percent so in the two like you know for me with the lawyer this is someone i'm not having a relationship with absolutely this is an actual this is just like this is a function of something that needs to be done i'm just literally he is telling me things i'm signing i like virtually signing something i had to hold up my id my yeah. photo id and he took my photo to have you know for their things an interview I think is a little trickier because right. it depends on how comfortable you are. Like, and, and you, you're very comfortable. You're very confident because you're already in the same type of role. You're already a teacher. You're already yes. have experience teaching. Yeah. And now you are applying just at another school with another yeah. principal, whatever. But if you're applying for a new job in like, what if it's, you're just out of school and you are, tr you've never had a job like in an environment like that, in a, a large organization, whatever. I know for Brock, when he was applying for the fire departments, his work mostly, the last one where he got the job was not virtual, but all of the other ones were virtual. And he really struggled with it because he felt that he, he would have done a, they would have got a better sense of him. He would have been more at ease if he was actually there yeah, in yeah. front of them to express and so that they could really sort of get a better sense because he's so nervous behind the camera and there's so many things going on and then you don't actually get people are in a box yeah. rather than they weren't all together you know in one room and so it there there are there are times like you're saying that it works and it's mm -hmm. like why do I have to go to you yeah if I'm signing a very simple document or for just sure a document. I don't understand sure. but, why we need to be seen, but other but, times, yeah, need and, that interaction, the 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 give and take, and the the yeah. vibe, like the, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, because even that, like even me describing like like the virtual interview it was so great. I can appreciate that it's not the same as an in person. No, no. Right. You know, and there are. I mean, there's so many people that do. They, I will jobs tell you though. Virtually. I will tell you though that yeah. the people that I like that I interviewed with, they did call my references. So I, th I think yeah. even though it was virtual, they liked me. No, of course, <laughs> they, did. Yeah, of course they did. 
that there there are people even within like the banking uh you know or like scotia bank that do things virtually they're not even in the same country and phil says like i he would not have he wouldn't even be satisfied he said i would never take a job that was like that mm. if i can't be with my team mm-hmm. and interacting with mm-hmm. them he said like I, it doesn't I don't, it, it is just something for him that would not be satisfying. And he also does not think it's the best thing for an organization. Yeah. Having worked virtually and then slowly people coming back, he said once they mandated here that you had to come back, the functions that they say that that it was necessary, because some of them were sales things that weren't necessary, but he said it for sure, you could see the difference in people. Mm-hmm. And and just the the comfort and the camaraderie and the the ease of conversations. Okay, and so that makes me think so much of this book that I just started reading last night, and it's called it's called Platonic, and mm-hmm. it's a book about making and keeping friends as adults. Oh, and it uses attachment theory as like the basis of understanding different people and how different people interact in relationships and and I'm about I don't know a quarter of the way through and it's it's very interesting I I I, I'll send it to you Sandy I think you would I think you would be interested by it but yeah so the introduction is just talking a little bit about friendships why friendships are important relationships why friendships as adults are important to have how a friendship is similar and different to a romantic relationship Mm. why one doesn't take the place of the other you know like all Mm -hmm. of this sort of thing and then the bulk of the book which is the part that i've only just begun is um a series of chapters that are about the things that you have to have or do in order to make and keep friends. And so the very first one, which is the one that I just started this morning is about, you have to show initiative. You have to take initiative. Yeah. If you want to make friends, if you want to keep friends, you have to mm-hmm. show some initiative. And then each chapter is a different thing. Yeah. So I think the next one is about being vulnerable, but yeah. one of them is about like productive anger. So I'm curious oh. to see what that one is when I get there. I'm not really sure, but anyway, there's a series. I think there are different things or eight, six, seven, eight, something like that. But in the intro part of the book where she's talking about friendship and what that is and what that looks like and why it's important. She had a, a, a section where she was talking about the way that our society is set up today. And she wasn't talking about a post-pandemic society in particular or a, or an in the midst of pandemic society. She's just talking about North American society in the 20th, in the 21st century. Yeah. And she's saying, you know, that, that we are as a species created to be in community with one another, but we have created a society where we are siloed uh-huh. and, and that we are so individual and independent and alone mm-hmm. that, and, and that our society has, has been built to put us like that. Yeah. And, and that we, and that that can be really challenging um, for individual people, that that is a challenge for us to, to each deal with, yeah. but that when it comes to building and maintaining friendships, it's a huge barrier 
because yeah. we don't live in a society where it's easy to make a friend. Yeah. It's hard to make friends because we're so not in each other's spaces. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the way that our world is now, you know, coming coming out of the pandemic or not out of it, but, you know, sort of just getting accustomed to living in the world that we have been left with. And, right. you know, and how advantageous it has been for us to have the opportunity to connect virtually. And, but that that isn't the same as a full connection. No. You know? And, and I was thinking about, you know, some of the things, cause she, she talks about some of the science and the research behind friendship and friend building, but, and then she has like anecdotal, uh, you know, stories and descriptions about different people or different, you know, scenarios that have happened. And, and it's just, I, I just was thinking about, you know, if you, if you didn't have a place where you were going to work every day and you didn't have a place where you were interacting with people at work every day, it would be very mm -hmm. easy to go every day, all day, never interacting with another adult as you know <laughs> you know <laughs> I, just, I was thinking i was thinking so much about about you especially mm -hmm. sandy but just about anyone like if you know and just like even thinking about myself you know like yeah like all of the different people and like you know my colleagues at at work i mean certainly i have a friend colleague yes. at work but like my other colleagues I wouldn't call them friends like but, no, they're, but they're acquaintances. I, have, I have relationships yes, with them for I sure. know things about them and yes. like and even you know if I see them in the hallway or I say hello to them like or I ask them how they are I genuinely want to know how they are yeah for the most part yes there are yeah. a few maybe I don't but for the most part I do you know like like mm -hmm. so I have relationships with these people and and like and and they with me you know like like if you walk into the school building and you know over the course of the day you have several people who like ask you something specific about your life yeah you mm -hmm. know, like there are a few of the, a few people who, you know, are constantly asking me about like, did I sell my place? Did I find a new place? Like people yeah. know that this sort of stuff is happening in my life. And, and I thought like, wow, like it would be quite something to have none of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so then I was thinking about, like, I was thinking about people in, in your situation where you, you don't have that opportunity to go to a place where you're, you know, working and interacting with people. Mm -hmm. I was thinking also about people who work remotely yeah. from home every day, all day. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe that really suits them and they really enjoy it or they think that they enjoy it. But, yeah. but I, I really, I can't help but feel that there's something that could potentially be like, there's, I guess, as in all things, there's got to be a middle ground. Yes. So I, I, here's the thing. I think that some, that in some situations, the, the work from home allows it's, it's more of a balance between the work and the, and life, you know, right. work and personal Which is stuff, very important. Which is extremely important. But I think that it can, that in some situations it can probably be achieved differently. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I mean, having been someone that was spent more time in my work 
life than I did in my personal, like with my kids and that. I mean, in hindsight, I would change it. I would totally change it. Right. But when you're in that, you don't necessarily know that that's what's happening. And I think that the other, the other side can happen too. So if you have the opportunity to be able to work from home, then you know that you, you have a, you feel that you don't feel that stress there, but I don't think that we really truly understand how important it is even to have those interactions with those people at work that drive us crazy. Mm-hmm. Not even just people at work, but you do come in contact with other people because maybe you stop somewhere and you grab a coffee on the way, mm-hmm. right? Or you do this and these do become a normal of your normal pattern every day or routine. And then when you take those away, it does change things. And I don't think, I think that there are people now that have, that do feel that they, they recognize that. But again, now, how do you go back the other way? Like yeah. it's like it was before, you know, it's, it's like the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's, yeah. it's tricky. It is very, very tricky. And I think it's not going to happen in my lifetime, your lifetime, my grandchildren's maybe is, and it's, it is happening that younger people don't overextend themselves or offer more of themselves than they want to continually do in the workplace for their employers. Mm-hmm. They're more vocal about what is acceptable to them and what's not than mm-hmm. for instance, the way I was, it would be nicer. Like if we didn't have to like work so hard until we retire and then retire and have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, we need to figure that out. It isn't, but it's not a quick fix. And there's too many organizations that are large organizations that have operated in a certain way. And they think that's the only way and are fighting against it. And I think in some cases you hear, and you, I read things with some, you know, people who, as employees that expect that their employer should be giving everything up to them rather mm-hmm. than to find that middle ground. You know, right. like, yeah, you know, the pandemic allowed you to realize that, wow, wait a minute, I, I'm missing out on a lot in my yeah. personal life. Yeah. You know, but it's all about setting. It's really about boundary setting. Mm hmm. You know, there's one thing that, you know, I learned the last, you know, full-time job that I had was like, this is what I'm, I can give. And I don't mind doing, I know things happen and you have to like stay longer sometimes when there's certain things that are happening, but it can't be all the time because then when you want to bring it back down to something normal, you, the impression is that you're not working as hard or you're not as dedicated to the job. It's like, no, I'm actually working the number of hours that you're paying me for now. Yeah. (laughs) and I'm not willing to sacrifice all of this because at the end of the day, you could fire me tomorrow and the organization still moves. Like everything still goes along. You know, you're not, you're you're not indispensable. You're not irreplaceable. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So I've already, like, this is what I was doing when you said the book, I was already putting it on hold because, you know, this is completely up my alley. I, I really think it, I th- I really think it is. I really think you'll be you'll be quite into it. I yeah. Let me let me pull it up. Let's see what these. So the the different. Oh yeah, there's oh there's six of them. So one thing you have to do if you want to make and keep friends, take initiative. Second thing, yep. express vulnerability. Yep. The third is pursue authenticity. Okay. The fourth mm-hmm. is, oh, this, it's harmonize with anger. That's Curious what that one's going to be all about. The next one is offer oh. generosity. Yep. And the last one is give affection. 
also something I sent you the other day, or do you send me? No, you sent it to me. I sent it to you. (laughs) It was like a little clip from the movie Elf. (laughs) (laughs) And and if you've seen if you've seen Elf, it's a great Christmas class. I mean, it's not a classic. It's going to be a classic. It it should be a Christmas classic. And Buddy the Elf is like a grow. It's he's Will Ferrell. And he's so he's a grown man, a grown ass man, as uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the expression we've been using as of late. And but he's an elf, and he meets his dad for the first time, and he's like overly affectionate, and the like the elf is buddy, and so he sees his dad, and he's like jumping up and down and clapping, and I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, and over and over and over, and then the dad stands there and he looks at me and he goes. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) And so on the reel that I sent to Sandy, it said like, you know, there are two types of friends. Like friend number one is buddy and friend number two (laughs) is the dad. (laughs) And that, and so, you know, obviously we know which one. I wrote, I said, (laughs) Clearly, I'm number one. <laughs> but but I'm not quite number two. I'm not that cool. No, you're not. No, you're not quite. You know, no, 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 you're not at all. You're not at all. It's funny because it's, I mean, affection is a funny thing, right? Because yeah. it's different. It's different in different. Yeah, it's, it's different with different people for sure. But mm-hmm. also like it's, it's a relative thing too, you know, like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think that people in general don't think of me as that affectionate of a person. And yet, the more I meet other people and the more, specifically the more I see how other families operate, like my family and me as a part of it, like, we are so affectionate with one another in a way that is very different from what I see in other families, you know, like, like all of my brothers, like we're, and my, and my parents, my sister, like me, like we're, you know, it's always, my sister is a little less so, but my brothers certainly like they are the huggiest and kissiest people you ever met, you know, and my Mm -hmm. parents both are too. And, and so, and, and therefore I am too, but, but I feel like, I don't know. I think with me, maybe I'm aware that that is not how other people are. Uh. And so when like, I'm very in others, in others, spheres like in other areas with other people I I really try to take my affection cues from them you know because I know that other people aren't quite like that and so I think maybe because of that then other people just assume that I'm not affectionate or that I don't want to like give people hugs or because because I never initiate that stuff because I know that other people don't right and so so but that's so funny. But it's on me that I've sort of done like a backwards yes. thing, you know, where, yeah. you know, like we've just been talking about, there's got to be a middle ground, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Like so every, every time we go to my, like my parents' house or we, we get together with my family, like, um, Mark is overwhelmed by the, affection by the affection because, <laughs> because in his family that's not how things are you know but but he also loves it like yeah you know like my my 
mom will give him a hug and a kiss and my dad will like give him a hug and then like do like some weird like secret handshake that they have with each other and and, like my brothers will come and give him a hug and a kiss and you know and he'll like put his hand out to shake them and they'll like hug him and you know like it's it's really nice like I I I like to I like to see that but it's it's just people are so different right yeah. I mean, because it does, I know like, and so in my family, like, you know, with my parents and that, it was not like that. Like there was not that. So it, when, you know, it was, it was something that specifically I knew that I would be like with my kids, but I also had to have that in any partner I had. Right. Phil was really tough because he was pretty, like, I, I just like, laid it on, laid it on, laid it on and wore him down, you know, and he is a very, he's a very affectionate, touchy kind of person. But I think that he also just didn't feel comfortable with that also, you know, and so wouldn't outwardly do it. Yeah. But it can be, it can just be weird. It can be weird to, to do that. Yeah. If, yeah, because you don't want to, that's like, it's like taking initiative. And being vulnerable. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Things, right? <laughs> and authentic. The authenticity. Well, because that's, because it's who you are. Like, and, yes. and it's, and it's interesting too, because I, I'm always, and I think I've said this before, but like in a classroom, for example, like I, I really have to like remind myself, like, okay, like not all children, like want to be patted on the shoulder or, you know, yes. like, like the, Whereas it is, it is my natural inclination to mm-hmm. like reach out and, yes. and to like, like put my hand on a kid's arm or to like yeah. pat them on the shoulder if they've done something well, or, you know, like it's, yeah. it's my natural inclination to do that. And I have to remind myself like, okay, you know, like not all kids want this, like be careful, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. but then it's like, you know, do you just not do that at all? And so depending on the the scenario I'm in I like I I I often will say what sometimes happens is I'll have developed a rapport with a student and then I'll like reach out and like pat them and then and then I'll realize I've done it and then I'll be like is that okay that I patted you and 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 they'll always be like oh yeah like that's fine and then once that happens then I feel comfortable to do that again right but but you have to sort of develop that rapport first right well for sure and it's and it's 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 very tricky, especially in the situation you're in as a teacher, yeah. um, because it can, yeah, if it's not wanted or, and then you're in a power, you're in a position of authority. I mean, there's all of these uh, things, yeah, there's, right, I mean, there's that so just make it. But yeah. even with a, like, even with a platonic relationship, like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it, it is, yeah, it's something you have to negotiate in your yeah. in your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's a uh, like platonic that it's a friendship, whether it's a romantic relationship, like you have to negotiate those things, right? Because mm-hmm. it has to work for you know all yeah. parties involved. Phil and I were just this. I think last night just chatting about. I was saying because I had a, a long phone conversation with someone that I met here. And she's, I said, you know, God, she's been gone almost, it'll be two years next month. It's crazy. A long time, yeah. A long time. But I also, in the beginning of the week, had a conversation with someone that I met here. So that, that person, so Brenda, I met, I met like the first month that I was here. So April 2019, 
but then she was in and out going back and forth to Canada because her mom was sick. So she was gone for the whole summer. Then she came back. Then she was gone around Christmas for a month or so. Then she came back and then she left in January or the beginning of February. And then the pandemic hit and she never came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Until... I don't even know if it was, it wasn't last July. It might've been the July before to actually empty her apartment. So there was very little time, but in that time I did like once a week or twice a week, have a coffee with her or be out with another. And it was still the English speaking group or whatever, but not a lot of time alone, just the two of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we have maintained a phone, like calling video calls Mm -hmm. since that point. And she's very good about reaching out to me. Like it's Mm -hmm. a reciprocal thing back and forth between the two of us. And I'm like, it's so amazing that, that our friendship has developed and we like now it's a friendship because I, yeah. we, we've been, we've been vulnerable with each other. Like, you know, she, I talked to her about something about, you know, my daughter. And then she told me things about her daughter that I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know this stuff. And I think it's nice to be able to have someone that you can have that level of a uh, friendship or relationship with, mm-hmm. even though we don't spend time, but we make the effort to do it. And so mm-hmm. she still is someone that, you know, I, when I go back to Canada, like I definitely will make sure that we get to, you know, see each other two or three times a year, yeah. whether she comes to Toronto or I go up to her place, she lives in North Bay, you know? Yeah. Um, but then this person in, in the, she's in the UK now, she's American, but she's in the UK. The same thing has happened. Like when she was here, we would see each other, but I think maybe once I saw her on her own. Yeah. But she also had a daughter who was like in grade seven and eight when she was here. So she was involved in the school. But there were other women that were there who took up and and one of them took up a lot of space. And so you never got to really have a personal relationship with. But now, same thing, at least we try once a month. And we'll have like an hour, an hour and a half video call. But I know a lot about her family, like even her growing up family things about her mom and and her mm-hmm. sister and you know and then she knows a lot about me and we just have a it's really nice to have that mm-hmm. but you know yesterday like after the phone call like you know an hour later or so she wrote to me and said it was so good to talk to you today Sandy I miss talking in person safe travels Monday like it's just it's just yeah. nice to know yeah. and so you know I, I wrote back saying I can't believe it's been two years but that we the opportunity and we still feel it's important enough you know that for each of us to do that and so I'm I am very aware of those types of friendships that I have that are not here you know I mean you and I you and I communicate every day Wanda it can be a couple of weeks back and forth our friendship has always kind of been like that so I do have these other and Linda is also someone now that's back in the UK that I met here Mm -hmm. that I know a lot about her life she knows a lot about mine I have I have, and I, um, you know, Monica in Poland, same thing. Yeah, I think what's interesting is like you have these friends that you've met at different por- parts in your points in your life that you have maintained friendships with, even though you're there. But what's yeah. interesting now is that because you've been in this scenario where you're in this place where where you you feel where you have no one and you feel like it's been this whole, it's been this multi-year process of trying to make friends and not being able to make friends. But the truth of it is actually you have made some really good friends 
yeah there it's just yes. they are no longer there you know like <laughs> yes that's that's the truth of it right yeah. but three and so, of these three yeah. of these people that you've just mentioned are people that you met in lima sometimes like if somebody leaves they have they go back to their own life they they keep the friendship going because they want to and so that is what's unique about it and just that you like you really appreciate that you know what they're these are true friends like they mm -hmm. are actually friends and mm -hmm. they've I, and they've been vulnerable with me and I've been vulnerable with them and there's not there it's an authentic caring there is there's there's still a couple people here but then I went out with one this week and then they went on to tell me this story about these people they know and all about these women. And I've actually met these women at her house. Like I already know them. And I, and I didn't, I didn't say anything about it because why, why do I need to point that out to you? Yeah. It means you don't really listen. Yeah. And so I need to be not upset about it and just accept it for what it is. It's that's it. Well, know. because every person you meet is not going to be Yes. Like a great friend. I mean, it, yeah. it, it just, that's, that's the nature yeah. of it. Right. It's, yeah. but it's hard because like we've, you know, like we're learning, you know, you have to show this initiative. You have to, you know, yes. be vulnerable. Like you have to continually put yourself out to know that not all of it's going to stick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's all for me. An important thing is that you have listened to what I've said and you remember things that I, that we've already had discussions about like mm -hmm. not even little things like about kids names and stuff like that like I don't expect people to remember my kids names but some people showed me like staff right from the get-go mm -hmm. I was like I can't believe that she actually remembers who is attached to who mm -hmm. you know so that's that was odd to me mm -hmm. in a nice way like that actually meant somebody actually she's a she also is a listener mm -hmm. you're a listener I'm a, because I remember a lot of things about people. Like we were yes. having a discussion before this, this was, and you remembered and like colleagues, obscure <laughs> names that you that I maybe used once at a in a conversation about a person that is hardly related to me. And you were like, "Yeah, well, this person who did this, and they're about this." Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Wow, I can barely remember that, and I see these people every day." <laughs> but I remember because because the situation is very odd. Yeah. In, yeah. I asked a lot of questions just yeah. because I was interested. It's weird <laughs> to me to try to wrap my head around that this happens. So, but, so here's, uh, here's a question, and I don't know if you can answer this question because there's other factors, but like, do you feel that your weight was ever connected to your willingness to show initiative or be vulnerable in a friendship? No. Or like, I, I don't really know how to word that question. The thing that's tricky yeah. about it is that, you know, at a time when you were heavier, you also were in a different like work and life situation. So, so there's other things that would have impacted friendship, but I wonder if there ever was a connection between those things for you. hundred percent. I mean, the thing with like work, whatever, that's fine because at work I have, you have people that you enter, you, you, I mean, you have to, because they're there, whether or not you feel like, uh, like, a closeness to somebody that you share things with that's completely that's completely different but I never felt weird in those situations right. definitely at school I would never have gone up and spoke to certain people mm. because of the perception that mm. they are more popular I am like this right I will stick with other 
misfits almost like mm-hmm. would be a good example of, or a good description of sort of the group of people mm-hmm. that I certainly the group of people that you with. yeah or the how you felt of yourselves correct whether that was true or not yeah 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 absolutely yeah. correct in yeah. even now now that doesn't really uh there are times still my thing now is more about feeling like I'm not as smart mm. and so I'm going to feel like I don't I won't be able to carry a conversation about things that maybe they're that they're going to want to have a conversation about even though I can have a conversation about a lot of other things that Correct. people don't have any any clue about but I do that is something that really causes me a bit of anxiety the mm. one thing that I'm not worried about anymore that I was before was my ability to like have if if something was to happen and I needed to like meet another man or have a romantic thing I have no problem like that that does not I have no issue with that where for most of my life yeah that wasn't always the case but now now I'd be like eh you know I I can be amusing and there's a lot of other things that people would probably be attracted to and yeah and I mean, I'm at, I'm, this is how old I am. So, you know, yeah. I can't help it that yeah, it my, is. my body it is. also shows this is what it is too. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me to be naked in front of someone to be, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not 25 and they're not, they're not 25 either. So right. I mean, there's going to be some battle wounds on everyone's <laughs> body. <laughs> yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody is exempt from it. Like, no, you know, no, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so I am less now than I was before in, in, in a lot of different situations. I am also, uh, I'm much better to go into like a new place for, I know that I'm going to meet new people, like for friends, like a, if it's a group of women or whatever, then I am much more confident than I was if I was heavier. Right. For sure. But what about you? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I'm the opposite of you, I think. I think that I I don't think that I ever felt that my weight would be a yeah, that it would that it would get in the way of meeting people yeah. or having people be interested in talking to me or making friends like um yeah, I I don't think I ever felt that way. In fact, I I feel like I mean, I I do think to a certain extent, I felt like I needed to be more like I needed to be especially outgoing and I needed to be especially uh, humorous and kind and generous because Uh, like in order to compensate for the fact that like in order to have these people around me, they'd have to put up with what I looked like, you know, like I, I think, I think maybe subconsciously I felt that way. So, so it, it certainly didn't stop me from making friends or from putting myself out there. If anything, it pushed me to do it even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is a better scenario because I feel like for myself that people, I, they wouldn't like, they, I, they, they would have been friends with me because I, I do have a lot of good yeah, qualities. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, that they never got to even see that because I never, sh- I never allowed myself out there. Yeah. 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 But I think what is, but I think from a romantic standpoint, it was different for me. I, because I very much felt for a very long time that no one would ever possibly be interested in me because of my weight. 
Yeah. I think because I always felt like I had so many things to offer people just in general, like as a, as a friend that I never was concerned about that. And so I, I was quite confident that I could meet people and people would like being around me and would like yeah. camaraderie, but I didn't, but I never felt that I had something physically to offer to people. Right. And so I think for a very long time, I didn't think that that, I didn't think that a romantic relationship was necessarily in the cards for me. Yeah. So I would, and I mean that, I mean, I didn't, you know, have a, like a, really a boyfriend or anything. There was someone for a short, for, I mean, yeah, he was, I don't know, during high school or whatever, but it wasn't the first serious one wasn't until I had lost weight the first time. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. like, like at one point when I had lost quite a bit of weight, and yeah, I don't even know how long I would have had that had that off. I mean, because I was like, I think I was, I don't know, twenty, mm-hmm. twenty one, okay. around there. Um, we were together a couple of years, and then I met John. Right. And but then when I met John, no, when I met John, I was I was still okay. But then I gained all the weight after I had Brock, right? Mm-hmm. And so then there was that thing, and then coming back, and then even with, like with Phil, I was still like forty pounds heavier than I am now. Mm-hmm. When we got married, I was that weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with with John and and even with with Peter the first guy like they had seen the the weight up and down or yeah. whatever it was weird i think it was like almost like when men get to a certain when when boys become men mm. things change right to what they're attracted to and yeah. and stuff you know sure. and and so i mean i i i never had a romantic person like in my life that ever said anything to me about my weight. No. Yeah. I, 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 I think that that would have been, that would have been, I thought actually there are points in my life. I would have tolerated that and accepted that yeah. probably now I would never. Yeah. I just you know. feel like it would, would be devastating. Oh, for sure. But we hear women share that. With I know. Us, right? I know. Yes. yes so yes. that is, it is heartbreaking to me. And it happens. Um, we are very fortunate that we uh, that we have crossed path that our lives have crossed paths and yes. and even though you're very far away, we still get the opportunity to chat. No, for sure, lots, I mean, lots and lots. And, and even, but our I think our friendship has changed. I mean, I think that we've been both of us have been much more vulnerable and vocal about things with that are going on our our opinions or what we think about what's happening in each other's lives in very respectful ways I think mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, because I I really do value your opinion mm-hmm. on you know and a lot of times I'll be sending you like reels is like send this to the person that is the one that will always tell you what is really <laughs> happening whatever sometimes like I'll write to you I'm gonna do this and she'll be like well maybe you should wait <laughs> She always says it in a really nice way. And like, you know, I'm more like, no, no, that is not. Yeah, I'll, I know. Cause if I want to know, I'll say like, so what do you think about this? And no. he'll be like, no, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> but I appreciate no that. Prayer, yeah. That's all I need. I just need yeah. the no, it's fine. Or I need the yes, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even today you're telling me, so I wasn't going to get the, the, uh, my closets painted, painted whatever. Yeah. See, my, 
I was trying I saw to your face your immediately. Face. I was like, but I didn't say anything because I knew that my story was going to continue. I, mean, I already knew when you said your parents had a, hadn't looked yet. I knew that. I was but I even it. said to the painter, I said, <laughs> but my, as soon as my parents get here, these decisions might change. <laughs> because they have opinions and they're and I said because they have opinions and they're usually the right ones <laughs> but I did I knew my face went in a way and I was like oh that I knew it I was I, like yep she thinks the closets need to be painted <laughs> well rest assured the closets are getting painted <laughs> oh. we gotta go yeah okay <laughs> it was a great chat this morning uh <laughs> Thank yes. you. Uh, thank you for your time as always. No, I'm crying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go wipe my tears away. Right. And <laughs> get out with my Bye, Fred. Bye. Bye.